and we're back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 121, coming at you this Saturday morning. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with MC. And since we still do the show uh, with call-ins available, let me go ahead and give you those call-in numbers here. If you happen to be listening to us live, uh, those numbers are 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. That's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. So what is going on with you this week, MC? How are you feeling? I'm not feeling so great, but uh, getting better over my cold and... Yeah, not much else is going on. All right. Well, I have a I have a question and possibly a confession, and I just <laughs> I just want your opinion on it because I I felt bad after the fact, um, but then at the same time it wasn't that big of a deal necessarily. So I just I just want you know I want I want to confess uh, my potential NAP violation sin, and then and see how <laughs> see how you feel about it. Is that okay? Okay. Okay. So uh, as I don't know how much we've talked about it on air, but I know I've discussed it with UMC uh, off air. I play uh, a lot more video games now than I used to, um, mostly because I have like more disposable income than I used to. Um, and so I, I browse for I still browse for cheap games because, you know, I don't I don't play enough of the newer games to, to make it worth going out and spending like new game prices on. Um, so I browse uh, eBay uh, for, you know, good deals on used games. Um, and I came across uh, a, an auction for a game, and inside the auction itself was a picture of the inside of the game. And in the picture uh, was a, a clear and present download code for two days uh, free Xbox Live, uh, like the free to the two day free trial of Xbox Live. I went, holy shit, the code's exposed. I wonder if it's still valid. So, so I fired up my Xbox. Uh, and I put in the code and boom, uh, two days of, of Xbox live free, uh, NAP violation or, you know, too bad for them for, for not protecting, uh, that code, uh, more securely MC. Oh, did, I, did I, did Where I steal was it again? Uh, it was just a picture on an eBay auction and for, for two days worth. Yeah. It, it's just, you know, they, like they, they took a picture of the inside of the game to show you the inside of the case. Um, and some games come with like a free two day trial to Xbox live. And in order to get that two day free oh. trial, you, you know, you put in the code and then you get boom, two days of Xbox live for free. Um, so I didn't buy the game. I didn't win the auction. I just went, holy shit, the code's exposed. Let me give it a shot. And the code actually worked. Hmm. Yeah. You're so bad. <laughs> I felt bad. I'm like, there's no way that someone already hasn't tried this. Right. I just was like, let me just see. Um, because like I, I bought Xbox live, uh, for my son since he's here for now. And I like, I have, uh, well, I don't have it is, for me. Most, most people that would, would be looking to buy the game probably already have Xbox live anyway. Okay. So they wouldn't, they wouldn't waste their time trying to get, you know, the, the two day, you know, okay. free pass or whatever. So most likely, you know, not much harm done. Okay. Um, so it's like picking an apple off a tree as you walk by the orchard. Yeah. Okay. But if, you know, there's a rare chance that somebody is going to, you know, buy the thing and then be like, oh, well. The, oh, no, my code doesn't to, work. So they'll have to find another way. I mean, it's, it's not like it's expensive. It's only a couple bucks. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I just, like, I, I had the, oh, my God, I can't believe they exposed it. 
let me see if it works. And then the moral, the mini moral crisis afterwards, like, did I just steal two days of Xbox Live? Um, mm-hmm. But what I did do is I used it, like I finally got uh, um, my Xbox Live account from my 360 uploaded to like the Xbox Live cloud. Because I had like, you know, uh, what is it, gamer ranks or achievements like stuck in my Xbox 360 because I didn't have Xbox Live um, or internet connected to that one. And now now that's all like in the main cloud of my Xbox Live account. But I just wanted to confess that. Uh, just throw it out there. You know, y- your thoughts call in about, um, I'm going to say, uh, petty digital theft. Uh, because, it, you know, I, I, I didn't pay for it. It wasn't mine. And yet now, you know, I, I used and I barely used it. Like I used it to do that. Um, and then that was it. Like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't go play online. Oh, you know, oh, okay. So I also used it, uh, to download the two free, uh, Xbox live with gold games for the month. So I got like two, two free games out of it too. If that changes your mind. And then I was thinking, damn, I should have waited until like the end of the month and then got like the July games and the August games. Then I was like, no, but if I did that, then someone else really would have scooped that code before I had a chance, and I would have missed out on everything. <laughs> uh, Cosmo said he tried to call, but there was no answer. So he'll call back later. <laughs> it's okay. We can prattle on a bit until his meeting's over. What else is new? Okay, so... Um, one more thing that I want to get out there, and it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna give a tip of the hat uh, to to the the ancoms out there, um, because in some ways, right, not in every way, um, I I think they're a bigger proponent than ancaps uh, for like workers' rights. I guess is that a good like I I think I think and I think ancaps have like the moral high ground in a lot of areas. Um, but the, the solidarity shown by ANCOMS, um, in this particular area is admirable for me. Um, and I say that because like I'm now, uh, so you, every, I think everyone knows like my other jobs is like I, I do labor work for a movie company and I work at a restaurant. Um, and I'm cutting my hours back or I'm having my hours cut back at the restaurant significantly, like cut in half basically. Um, because the restaurant has instituted a new policy, uh, that was disagreeable to me. Um, and the new, the new, see how you feel about this new policy first MC, and then I'll, I'll rant about it in a minute. Um, there's no longer an end time to your shift, right? You, you come in, you, you start at the time designated that you start, otherwise you're late. Right. Um, but then you can go home when we goddamn tell you to go home. Right. Like, you know, it, 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 there's no like, you know, your shift's not my, my shift used to be from like 4.30 to 10 or 4.30 to 11 or 4.30 to midnight or whatever it happens to be. And now for everybody, it's like start time to whenever. Right. Not, now you need like permission to go home. Right. Um, and it was like a big old thing on the board. And I almost quit that day. Um, so let me before I get into that, MC, what is your thoughts on uh, an employer? having uh, a, an open-ended shift uh, in general. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think it's okay that they do it, but like, like you said, um, they, might, they might not keep the best employees around if they do that. So um, I think maybe instead of 
having that rule for everybody. They could have a one-on-one rule with you know each individual. Say, is this okay with you? If it's not, then you know you might have to look for new employment, or you know, or you know, give people you know some people exceptions or whatever. I don't know. I guess they could do whatever they want, but um, yeah. I mean, when when I worked at Taco Bell, sometimes it was like really slow, and and uh, every once in a while they'd just be like, "All right, you go home. I ain't got nothing for you to do. You're standing around. You know, you could have been." acting like you're cleaning something but you're not right. so go home okay um and that part so, i'm somewhat okay with right i mean just like getting yeah, sent slow, home early whatever. yeah like i i've accepted that as part of like um you know working in that industry in a slow environment right like i i know so, people in restaurants so who got sent home making early, people like, oh, stay late i i don't know how i mean if they need people i don't i don't know why they would fire somebody for leaving on time um, you know, if if I had to leave, I would just leave and be like, "Hey, don't fire me. Just do your schedule better next time." You know, <laughs> and see what right. happened. But <laughs> and and that's that's kind of what I said. Um, any any more thoughts before I get into my mini rant? No, go for it. Okay, so I I agree with most of what you said. I think everything you said. So the ANCAP in me goes, "Yeah, definitely, they can do whatever they want," and I'm I'm I, I'm there voluntarily. Um, but I get into work and there's like a big old notice on the, on, you know, on the schedule, right? This is, you know, new policy in effect. Uh, you know, basically what I just said. And if you have an issue with it, come see me, uh, sign the boss. Um, okay. and I, and I looked over my coworker and I go like, dude, today might be my last day. Cause like, if, if this is the schedule, you know, I'm not even going to fucking start work. I'm done right now. Like that's, you know, this is going to be it. Um, and then our chef came in and I, I, before I even like, you know, laid a finger on any of the, uh, any of the equipment, I said, this doesn't work for me. You know, what do we do? Um, and he said, you know, wait to talk to the boss. And I went, all right, well, I, I will start my shift today. Uh, and, 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 you know, we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll begin work, but this, this needs to be resolved. Um, and so when I, I, you know, when I, I went and I talked to the boss and I said, you know, this doesn't work for me. And kind of what you said, MC, you know, like there was, there was, uh, some alternatives available, like, you know, schedule better, right? If, if you need me later, schedule later. Um, because for me, here's the thing, like I fill my time, right? And I told him this, I have other obligations. I have family obligations. I have a social life. I have other jobs to consider. Once your schedule goes up, I plan around it, right? And because I plan around it, that means I might be doing something after work regardless of what it is, it's really none of your business. But you say I get off at 10, I schedule stuff to, you know, that allows me to, to, to have a social life after 10. If you schedule me for 11, I do the same for 11. If you do it for midnight, I do the same for midnight. Right. But you can't, you can't have this open-ended schedule that doesn't allow me to plan anything at all. Uh, because who knows when I'm going to get off. Right. So there was, there was a discussion on that and, and he basically said the same thing. It was weird, right? Because he's got this like mandatory policy that everyone must follow. And then he kept reiterating the fact that this relationship is voluntary. I go, I know it's voluntary. That's why I'm here. That's why we're having this negotiation. Right. And as you know, we're, I'm negotiating that this, this policy doesn't apply to me, um, because I've got shit to do. You know, and if it's going to be, if it's a universal policy that must be implemented by everybody, uh, right. Then, then we're not negotiating. You're giving me an ultimatum. You're saying, you know, follow the policy 
or, or I'm no longer employed. Right. And I mean, that's, that's still voluntary, but you're not making your, your position that this relationship is voluntary is not being made clear when you're, uh, when you're uttering ultimatums at the entire staff of people. Um, so what, what other point did you make? Cause there was something else I wanted to address that you said. I, I don't know. I think that was it. <laughs> okay. Shit. Okay. I thought I'm, I'm no, I know I'm missing something. Maybe we'll circle back around to it. Um, so we, you know, the, the, the resolution that he came to was, um, you know, you cannot work the dinner shift then because the lunch shift, the open-endedness of the lunch shift is not as significant as the open-endedness of the dinner shift, right? Like if you work the lunch shift and, you know, and you have to leave at a certain time, that's fine because the dinner shift is coming in and can, you know, pick up the slack and, and continue onward, Right. But the dinner shift, that's the hard stop like that. Everything must be done by the end of the dinner shift. There's no putting it off until tomorrow's lunch shift. And I go, well, that's not true because stuff already gets put off. You know, <laughs> the, the reason I don't really worry about it is because I work both shifts. Right. If something doesn't get done at the end of the lunch shift, I go, well, I'm coming back for the dinner shift. We'll do it then. Right. If I leave at the end of the dinner shift and something's not done, I go, well, I'm coming back in the morning. So lunch shift, you know, lunch shift can take care of it then. He's like, no. That is not how it works here. Um, so yeah, so that, you know, so there, there was that mentality for me. Uh, and again, the, you know, the fact that I've, I have other, uh, other things to do. Uh, so he basically said that like, I can only work the lunch shift. So I'm no longer working the dinner shift. Um, oh, I know what it was. I know what you, you said, like to, to make exceptions for certain employees. And I said that too. He's like, it can't be, there cannot be an exception, uh, for individuals because the other people question why an exception is being made. And I go, well, because it's voluntary, right? Like they could also leave as well. And he goes, no, they can't. I go, sure they could. They could, they could absolutely have the same response as me. Right. But they choose not to, right. I leave at a certain time because I have other things to do. Uh, they stay because they want to make that extra money that they make by staying a little bit longer than their shift. Right. And he's like, uh, oh, and then, he, and then he said like, well, what other solutions? I go like, well, you can buy more of my time. He's like, I'm already paying you. I'm like, you're right, but you're not, you're not, you're, you're paying me, but you're the wage you're paying me. You are not competing against the wage of the pre previous hour. Right. You know, there, there's uh, diminishing marginal value for staying longer at work. Right. I've got stuff to do. You have to pay me more than it's worth to go do that other stuff. And my regular hourly rate is not enough to make me stay longer than the end of my shift, right? If you said, hey, Rich, here's like 20 bucks or here's 30 bucks to stay a little bit longer, uh, I might just take that cash and stay a little bit longer. Uh, but the hourly rate that you're giving me is not enough for me to like alter my plans or cancel with friends or do anything like that or, you know, get less sleep for the next job tomorrow. It's not worth it uh, to make another, you know, like five or six bucks uh, after tax or whatever, um, you know, to, to stay longer. Like it, it does not meet that requirement. So if you want to buy more of my time, you're more than welcome to do so. And I also said that, you know, I'm an hourly worker, right? I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a salaried employee. I'm not a piecemeal guy. I don't get paid by the job, right? And I don't get paid to stay, right? I get, you, you put up my hours, I work those hours, and then I go do something for somebody else, right? If, if you want me to stay indefinitely, then I need a salary, or if you want, you know, if, if certain things need to get done, right, then you have to make it a piecemeal job where we get paid by the, you know, by the things that we do as opposed to the hours that we're standing there, 
right? Your, your, your whole, you know, compensation setup, um, is not conducive to this type of, of policy. Um, but it could be, uh, and he, and he refused those solutions as well. Like, and, and, and instead choosing to, to cut my hours. Um, and I, and I want to tie this back into what I said about the, the, the ANCOMs is because there's no solidarity amongst the workers, right? Um, everyone's like, you know, everyone does their own little thing. And apparently I'm the only one, like I, I've had other coworkers, um, you know, agree with me that the policy is stupid and, and should be rescinded immediately. Um, but no one else on staff is like standing up for themselves, uh, and, and taking control of their time. Like I'm the only one. So I'm getting, I'm, I'm the one, like I'm the one voicing my opinion and I'm the one paying the penalty. Um, whereas, you know, whereas if this was like an ANCOM shop, right, I, I might get some more solidarity, um, amongst the employees, um, which is fine to each his own. Right. But you know, if, if, if they're not doing it, oh, and the other thing I did, like, as soon as, as soon as I saw the notice and I went, screw this, this you know, I, I wrote in my schedule and like, you know, Sharpie, like I put an end time on my part of it and I put a big ass X through the notice and I signed my name, right? Like not me. Um, and he got mad about that, right? He's like, you can't just cross off the policy, you know, as, as if, you know, because it applies to everyone. I go, yeah, whatever. You know, so he's like, if I'm, I'm going to print the new one, don't write on it. I'm like, all right, fine. Um, but one of the reasons why I did that, right, was like to to set an example uh, to everyone else that, no, we don't have, we, we as the workers uh, don't have to stand for this, right? Like if you see my signature crossing it off, Right. You could very easily sign along with me and say, like, no, this doesn't apply to me. Um, but no, the, the, the boss stifled that like before anyone else had a chance to see it. Uh, because, again, this is the, 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 the lunch shift and everyone else comes in close to dinner time. So mm-hmm. so no one else, no one else knew that no one else knew uh, that this, you know, is something that they don't they don't have to stand for or that, you know, there is someone else, you know, willing to stand up for what I consider uh my right over my time yeah. uh, beyond what I'm getting paid for. <laughs> well, s- scheduling is probably the worst part of being management. And uh, so he's trying, he's, he's probably just trying to scramble, brainstorm ways to make it easier on himself. And, and he's not, be- he's not being reasonable basically. <laughs> yeah. And I've done scheduling. Like, you know, when, when I worked in retail, um, I was the uh, assistant manager for a couple of different places. And one of the responsibilities that the manager uh, put on me because he was bad at it was scheduling. So I've done that. Right. You know, I've, I've put together schedules and tried to accommodate uh, employees and workers. Um, and the, the bigger complaint that I got then was, um, you know, you schedule me to, to eight o'clock and the store closes at seven and we finish cleaning up at seven thirty, and I lose a half an hour. I go, all right, you know, let's see what we can do about that. Because there's really nothing to do after, you know, after everything's cleaned up and we put away, we just stand around for half an hour so you can get paid. Um, the only thing that I, the only suggestion that I made for that was, uh, same thing, right? You don't, you don't work the closing shift exclusively, right? You, you know, you work some more, you know, some morning shifts, some mid shifts, uh, some night shifts. So it kind of balances out and you can get your full shift in, um, uh, you know, another part of the day. Uh, you know, so, so I've been through that, but never never ever did I say, you know, uh, you know, uh, we as the employer are monopolizing your time indefinitely, right? Like n- n- nowhere does that work out ever. Um, uh, you know, even I, I, I once worked, uh, 
as a, a salaried employee. Um, and for, for a little bit, I used to get my work done early and I used to cut out like an hour early. Like I'm done. Like I've, I've, I've made all the phone calls, done all the follow-ups. Like there's nothing left for me to do. Uh, and because I'm salaried, I'm going home. Like job is finished. Right. And, and, um, uh, the management got mad at me for that. Right. Like, no, 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 you can't go home early. You must stay to, you know, your scheduled time. And, all right. Well, there's, there's nothing for me to do. So if that's the case, I'm just going to sit in my office. Um, and so I did that, right. I just, I sat in my office for an extra hour <laughs> and just mm-hmm. dick, dicking around on the internet basically. Um, because the job was done, right. Like, you know, so I've been, I've been on both sides of this. Um, and I just can't imagine, I can't imagine, uh, a scenario where it's okay to monopolize someone's time indefinitely, right? Un- unless they're willing to do it. Um, and so one of the, one of the complaints, like I said, was that, that it must apply to everybody because when they see me leave at my scheduled time and they can't, you know, then, they, then, you know, they wonder why, right? Why, why does rich get special exceptions I go, well, I don't, right? Like they can do it too. Uh, they choose not to. So if, if they choose not to, and they choose to stay to make a little bit extra cash, you know, why does that affect me? Like why, why does that policy now need to, to, to come down on me when they're already doing it voluntarily, uh, because they see the benefit in staying, whereas I don't. Right. And, and so, uh, you know, and part of me is like, man, these like motherfuckers, uh, just need to mind their own goddamn business, right? Exactly. Like if they're complaining about me leaving early, you know, go fuck yourself uh, because I don't leave early. I leave when I'm scheduled to leave and you can do the same thing. And if you choose not to, that's on you, my friend. You know, that's your choice. That's your call. You're doing it voluntarily. Uh, I'm just making a different choice. And to go like crying like, oh my, why does he get to leave on time and I have to stay late? Uh, is because you dumbass choose to stay late. Right. Uh, you know, muster up some solidarity. Uh, and then, you know, I'm, I'm probably not going to do it cause I don't know how hard it would be. Right. Or if one already exists. Right. But there needs to be like a union for restaurant workers, uh, ANCOM style, totally ANCOM style. Uh, IW, what is it? The IWW international worker, whatever, whatever that one is, the big one, um, you know, ne- needs to like stand up, uh, for some of the people who I guess either choose not to, uh, and which is fine. Uh, but maybe the ones who feel like they can't because they, they don't have, uh, a slew of other alternatives or, or better things to do, uh, then, you know, just take it up the ass by management. Um, you know, so like some, something needs to exist to help those folks out, or at least show them a better way, uh, so that, that you know, they can take back control of their time. Uh, beyond what's, you know, beyond what they've agreed to, to work for. Any more thoughts? Cause I think I'm done. So what would happen every day? There's no, there's no end of your shift on the schedule. So you just wait for somebody to tell you to leave. Yes. That's exactly what it is. Uh, the, he's so designated. What if, you, what if you just, just like sitting at work all day, every day and you just basically don't do anything. So that there's a whole bunch of work left to do just so you get more money. And in, in discussing uh, that aspect of it with the owner, uh, that's what he's trying to prevent. 
right? He's trying to, he's saying like, you're not allowed to go home until all the work is done. So by not allowing you to leave, it makes sure that the work is done so that you can go home and you don't slough off the work to the next shift. Yeah, but what what if somebody values the money more than actually doing work? Well, I guess we're going to see what happens then. That's that's what I, w- I would be more worried about people sitting around and go, oh, well, I'm, I don't care. I'm still getting paid. <laughs> well, I, I, I will tell you a story then. Um, so we're, we are occasionally slow most times on Mondays, right? I call Mondays like no money Mondays um, because they're, the restaurant's slow and we work partly on uh, commission. So when the restaurant's slow, we make, you know, uh, basically nothing. <laughs> Not basically, like we get our hourly pay, but no commission on top of that. Um, front of the house is worse because they, you know, they're, they're minimum wage and then tips. Um, so I call it no money Mondays. If you're working on Mondays, you're basically making no money. Um, so on Mondays we do like a lot of cleaning and a lot of like extra prep. Um, and one of the extra prep that we do is, uh, some of, uh, some of the kitchen dishes have, um, little, uh, papers. I don't know what to call it. Like little wax papers to, to put the greasy oily food on. Right? Are, are you familiar with this? You know what I'm talking about? Sure. Do I need to describe? Okay. Got um, and the, the paper comes in a square and we have to cut them into rectangles, like basically like cut the paper in half. Um, and we've been doing this with like scissors and, you know, with the knife on the cutting board. And then one day chef goes, there's a paper cutter in the office. I went fucking phenomenal. You know, give me that, you know? So the next time we had to do that, I said, you know, let me get that paper cutter. And I, I blew through, you know, like, uh, each, each pack is like a hundred sheets of paper. Um, and I cut like two packs. So I cut like 200 uh, of these little pieces of wax paper in half. And it, you know, it took all of a few minutes, right? Like maybe 10 minutes tops. Um, and then we folded them and, you know, it was like a 20 minute deal. And then uh, a couple weeks later, a couple weeks later, like we needed paper again. So it was like, you know, time to cut the paper again. And my coworker was doing it and he was like doing it the old way with like the knife. And I go, dude, why don't you like get the paper cutter and just fucking blast through it? You know, like so much easier. He goes, because if I do that, it'll be too quick and then I'll have nothing to do. Right. Like if I stand here with the knife and just cut through a couple sheets at a time, you know, this is a good like hour long project. Right. You know, <laughs> to do like one pack, you know, rather, you know what I'm saying? Like rather than just blast through with the, with the tools and technology of the future uh, to get it done quicker. So so that meant that's the mentality right there, right? I, I have to work slow so I look like I'm busy uh, and, and, you know, and that way, you know, there's always something to do. So I'm not, you know, and personally, uh, I don't work like that, right? I used to, I, I used to work at a health club um, part-time and I used to get my shit done quick, you know, and then I used to like, you know, just go hang out in the kitchen or whatever and wait for something to come up. And, you know, they told me the same thing, right? You know, hey, we've got more stuff for you to do. I go, good, because if it's beyond the scope of what I'm paid to do now, let's talk about a raise. They said, oh, no, no, no raise, just more work. And I went, well, I'll just work slower then, you know, instead of of getting my stuff done in, you know, in two hours, I'll take the full three or four hours. Um, If you're not willing to compensate me for being efficient and working fast and getting my shit done and then being able to do more, well, I'm not going to do it, you know? So th- there's, there's always, there's always that battle, um, you know, between workers and management. And my, my thing is always, well, just pay me more, right? If, if I'm, th- if I'm good and I'm quick and I'm efficient and I'm getting things done and I can do more, 
right? There has to be, there has to be some sort of compensation to incentivize me to do it. And right now at the restaurant, there isn't right. There's, you know, well, if it's slow, we work slow so that, you know, we stretch out all the tasks across the night, uh, so that it always looks like we've got something to do. Um, and yeah, and so now, you know, with the, the open-ended time, if you want to make that extra money, it's like, well, just keep working slow. And then as things pile up toward the end of the night, then you can speed up a little bit and get it all done around the time you want to go home, if and, if and when that ever occurs. So yeah, there, th- that, will be, that will be most likely uh, uh, an inevitable problem uh, going forward. Um, but like I said, hat, hat tip to the ANCOMs, uh, because at least... Uh, stuff like, you know, uh, workers versus management, uh, even though they're wrong on, you know, wanting to steal the means of production, um, they, they, the, the solidarity amongst themselves, um, in dealing with those issues is, is admirable for me. Any more questions or thoughts, MC? Oh, no. Thanks. All right. Well, that's all I had this week. Um, shall we get into headlines? Sure. All right. Headline. Authorities in Utah seized nearly $3 million in cash and assets from citizens last year. Headline, not the onion, by the way. (laughs) Trump to make border wall clear so cartels can see where to throw drugs. Seriously. Headline, uh, the myth of the technological unemployment. Uh, Headline, are seatbelts making you less safe? Headline, oh, this is another one of my favorites. I want to get into those. these two. Uh, teenager blasts, fuck the police during slain cop's funeral. Uh, headline, tear gas, guns, and riot squads. The police state's answer to free speech is brute force. Uh, headline, IRS shuts down mom and pop dressmaker, sells dresses within hours. And finally, headline, uh, government's $15 minimum wage advocates aren't paying their interns. Uh, any place in particular you want to start, MC? I guess anywhere is good. All right. I, I want to do this one just because, like, uh, all heroes don't wear capes. Or some heroes don't wear capes. A teenager blast. Fuck the police during slain cop's funeral. Caller, you're on the air. Yeah. Yeah. This is truly Mr. Curmudgeon. Oh, my goodness. What's wrong, Mr. Curmudgeon? We love hearing from you, Cosmo. Oh. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Let me plug this. Is this going to work? Can you still hear me? Yeah. Coming through loud and clear. Well, I, I have no, I have no idea what y'all were talking about, but, uh, may I, uh, what is your name? I know MC, that's your name. What's your name? Uh, host. Uh, I'm Mr. Rich E. Rich, the one and only. Rich. Speaking. Yes, you certainly are. You certainly are. Uh, I, uh, I have a question. Uh, uh, that you know is coming, and uh, uh, here it is. Uh, isn't our current system anarchistic as it is, J- just as we sit right now? In other words, there there really is no one in charge. There's no one really telling us what to do. This is just the way humans play it out when left to their own devices. You want so, to take that first, MC? question, gentlemen. Um, except that if I do nothing, if I just sit in my house, eventually somebody will, uh, come and put me in prison for not paying taxes. 
Yeah, but that's that's what that's what people organized on their own. Let let me go. Let me take it a step a different direction. Uh, if there were truly somebody in charge, like let's say God, uh, and he came down and there there's this huge cloud-like figure telling everybody what to do and raising the dead and all, then, you know, that's pretty much it. I mean, you just do as you're told and hope it's a loving, uh, uh, beneficent superpower. And that's all she wrote. You just follow instructions. But that's not what we have. We have, uh, we started out, you know, everybody just doing their own thing and, and humans will organize evidently or, or, uh, a strong man takes over or an oligarchy or something. And, uh, sort of like, uh, crystals forming. Okay. Who, for example, you say someone will take your house. Who would take your house? Who, who would, who, who is in charge of taking your house? Who is the person who would do that to you? And uh, the sheriff for not paying well, taxes. There's the sheriff, but the sheriff, the a lot, sheriff a lot of this is charge. just, a lot of this is just based on ideas, and so there's there's a book written by Larkin Rose, is called uh, the most dangerous uh, most superstition. Da- yeah, the most dangerous superstition, and and that the most dangerous superstition is the belief in authority. So, the the police or the tax people or the you know whoever believes they have the authority to take something that isn't theirs and give it to somebody else. Yeah, I'm with you. So, I'm following that. So a lot of it is Even, but, 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 ideological. Um, I guess what you're, what you're going towards, is there actually one person? Um, no, I, 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 I don't think there is. Um, I think it's it I think it's a bunch of clowns in costumes and they reinforce the belief that we don't own our bodies and and uh and uh, and some some people have more rights than others. <laughs> where, where I'm really going with this uh, uh b- because I I we're we're discussing this. Uh, it's a discussion here from my viewpoint at least. Where I'm really going with this is if we could redraw it exactly how uh, UMC and Richie Rich would like today and, and, and abolish taxation, whatever else you want, whatever, and keep what you want. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Make it how you like. My, what I'm saying is people being people will evolve it or revolutionize it, morph it, so to speak into uh, one of the various forms of government around the world. Sure. Because so, people are people. So, for example... By nature. By their in, nature, that will happen. In India, there's, there's a town where they don't, they don't have a, a sewer system. Um, and they have a huge city build, built on top of this land and no sewer system. So no government, nobody came around to plan it it just spontaneously came about because taxes were really low and people could do business there so you have all these 
you know, sky rises and stuff, no sewer system. And uh, so there's other things besides the sewer, like there's no police force, or at least there's no police that are hired by, by taxes because they're just, they're just, they just never planned for it. So all the corporations and, you know, everybody that moves in there has to pay for their own policing. And, and that, that particular city in India is booming. And a lot of people are moving there because it's a better lifestyle than, you know, out either in the country or in one of the other really shitty cities run by the state. So, um, yeah, if people are going to have uh, certain things that they have to pay for or they will voluntarily pay for um, in the absence of the state. So w- would I likely be paying for a police force abs- absent of the state? I Honestly, I probably would. Um, but I think it's important to be voluntary in case I ever want to stop paying for that police force or... Uh, or hire a, a different one. Well, that sounds good. I like that idea. My, uh, and Rich hasn't even spoken, and I would probably like his idea even as well or, or more. My my uh, my question well, to us is that that it does it doesn't it doesn't seem to stay that way. It, it it's not a stable form of existence for us even if the majority like it there's some guy with a lot of testosterone who will grab the reins and and push it a different direction eventually i i I wait to speak on issues like this because i like hearing what other people say before i start talking Uh, mostly because once i start i don't stop very quickly so (laughs) I, i i wanted to i wanted you to get your thoughts out i wanted to hear what mc had to say uh, and then if you want to hear my thoughts, here they are. Um, ask, ask your question from the beginning one more time. So I know I'm answering it properly. Okay. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm, I wrote it down in the text to you. So I'm going to read it okay. again verbatim pretty much as I okay. wrote it to you. That's fine. Uh, let's see. Isn't our current system anarchistic as it is? This okay. is what happens to the species when left to its own devices. It okay. forms, quote, governments, kings, dictatorships, oligarchies, etc. Okay. That's it. And the and question is, isn't this isn't this isn't this really anarchy after it's evolved for a few decades? This is what you get. Okay, so if you want to call it, and that, you could say this is what you get in the U.S., or you could look at you could look at Europe, or you could look at Russia. Either way, there's, these are various forms of how the species ends up when when left to their own devices. Sure, um, you're you're going to do be... things right. A lot of people, moral people in in Britain, in Russia, in the U.S., a lot of good people want the right thing. Here's what you get. Okay, you're going to be surprised. Cosmo, that I'm not going to argue against that point. Um, I will comment on it, and then maybe my commentary will lead you to to some sort of other conclusion. Um, I'm not going to say, no, this is not what it turns into. Um, What I will say, though, is if this is what it turns into, right, then we have the the situation where the worst-case scenario, right, for, for an anarchistic society is present day, right? 
Like if, if we tore it all down and started from scratch and we had like total anarchy, the worst thing that could happen is what we've got today. And I go, well, then it's definitely worth tearing it down and starting over. Because at least if we tear it down and start it over, uh, number one, we'll have the potential to change the future uh, from, from it turning into what it is today. And number two, uh, present day people who tear it down will be li- living through the good period where it hasn't yet evolved into this. And that's the period that I want to, to, to exist in is the period that doesn't evolve into this. If it evolves into this in the future, then hopefully those future humans uh, do the right thing and tear it all down and reset it again. Um, and part of, uh, part of answering your question is what MC said uh, is, is the, the book by Larkin Rose, the idea um, that yes, we already live in an anarchistic society today. And what we have is not necessarily a state or a government or, uh, or an, uh, a mechanism in control of people, but what we have is a collection of people uh, with the idea that they are not in control of their own lives, where, where they have this belief that other people have the right to control their lives uh, for them. And it's, it's, uh, it's a mass delusion, but an effective one, because those people that believe that other people can control their lives are so numerous um, that they engulf those of us like uh, me and MC and maybe you to an extent, Cosmo, that believe otherwise and suffocate us to the point where we, we cannot exercise control of our own lives without being eliminated uh, by the collective horde. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So what? So when you have you know the when you have the police or the sheriff's office or this government or whoever you know form that barrier around you, uh, what Lark, what Larkin Rose would say is that you know there is no government, right? It's just a bunch of men and women with guns willing to exercise violence against you. That's all it is. And if we uh, can convince you, Cosmo. Uh, and other people who have this belief in government or belief in the state to, to change that belief into a belief in yourself, right? Then what people will see is that it is truly just a gang of men and women, uh, with guns willing to use violence against you. And if more people have the belief that it's not the government, but it's just people using violence against you, then the exercise of defensive force against those people becomes more commonplace, more acceptable, and the free men and women who would like to exercise their rights as free people uh, would have no qualms or issues or, or uh, moral dilemma about uh, taking off the yoke of the state, uh, you know, the, the fictitious yoke of the state, and defending themselves against that violence, however they deem proper, right? And uh, I, I think you know this, Cosmo, I am not a pacifist. Right. I, I am, I am pro violence, uh, so to speak in that. It, yeah. If, if you get harassed by a, an employee of the state, whether it's a cop, a sheriff, uh, you know, the, the, the tax collector, uh, the, the code enforcer for, you know, the, the, the community code enforcer, um, I personally building believe, or, yeah. yeah, whatever the building inspector, you know, the, the health inspector, if you, you, if you own a restaurant, since I, I, mm-hmm. I work in one of those, right. If they try to exercise force against you and to tell you what you can and cannot do on your property, right, you're more well within your right 
uh, to put them down and to eliminate that threat. 100% completely. Uh, and if you think I'm like mixing words, kill them, right? If, if someone says like, no, 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 uh, if you're a restaurant owner, right? Because I work in a restaurant. If you're a restaurant owner and someone says, no, 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 uh, by decree of the state, right? Because I am an agent of the state, right? By decree, uh, your restaurant does not uh, come to our standards and therefore you are no longer allowed to operate. Kill them on the spot, right? Kill them on the spot and kill the next one on the spot that comes after them and put them all down, right? Until they stop coming after you. Uh, and I've also said this in the past, right? The, the Mexican drug cartel does it right in this aspect, right? They go like, oh, we have a problem with the police. They kill the police chief and they kill the police chief's family, right? And then they hire a new up and coming young gun police chief and they kill that guy and his family too, right? And pretty soon no one wants to be the police chief, uh, you know, be, because the risk that associated with the job is too great. Uh, and I say that's an appropriate way uh, to deal with the violence of the state, right? They, they, they only speak one language. They only understand one language. Um, and if, if that's the only language they understand, uh, then you have to speak it more loudly and more clearly than them um, until they stop coming, right? And people won't think twice uh, once they have the mentality that these are just another gang of men and women uh, with guns willing to use them against you. Right. No one's going to think twice about you killing a mugger on the street. Who's trying to steal your wallet. It's like, dude, who's trying to steal my wallet. I put him down. Right. Dude who's trying to shut down my restaurant. I put him down. Right. Dude who's trying to tell me I can't have my grass more than three, three inches without paying a fine to the state. I put him down. Right. There'd be no problem with that. Uh, w- with an anarchist mentality, uh, living in current society. It's the belief that those people do have the right, that do have the authority uh, to lord over you and to tell you what you can and cannot do with your property um, and your body, right? That, that is the biggest problem. And that's why Larkin Rose calls it the most dangerous superstition. It's not that the state exists. It's not that government exists. It's that people believe that those people are somehow better than you and are allowed to do the things which you are not allowed to do and there's nothing you can do about it. And changing that superstition, eliminating that belief, uh, would bring about, you know, the anarchist society, uh, that I would prefer to live in. And if it devolves into this again, because some, you know, super smart sociopath, uh, with a God complex takes over and tells everyone what to do. Well, hopefully, right. The people, uh, around them as that dude's on the rise, put him down, uh, b- before enough people get behind his plan uh, and think that they can lord over the minorities again. Does that make sense? The, the, it, it does. Does I, it answer your I, question? Uh, I, to a large extent, it raises others, and I'll bring it up on next show. Uh, I, uh, I'm a bit confused, you know, because quite frankly, uh, I... I don't even think I speak for myself. I think a lot of us don't enjoy being told how high our fence can be or how fast we can drive or if we put the blinker on right or not. Uh, so why do you allow the, so why do you allow the, the people who tell you otherwise to do it? Well, I for me out out of fear of of uh, uh, being shot or go to jail or or, or being financially uh, slap tenfold yeah so what i'm trying to 
So, so the Jeff, people, so the, the people with the guns, keep I, everyone else I in fear. Uh, now I will speak for myself. Yeah, I, I, I live in fear, quite frankly. Yeah, more to lose than to gain for me from yeah. acting out what I think is right. And I think a lot of places do that. Um, I, I, I know, I don't but, know but how it I is. Think is. I do understand that what I think, it, yeah. go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, what I do know is in a lot of places, in a lot of places, even here uh, to an extent, right, There, there's always, the the penalty is always, excuse me, <clears throat> sorry, uh, the penalty is always easier than, than the fight, right? Like when, when you get your traffic ticket, Cosmo, uh, if and when you get your traffic ticket. Mm-hmm. I, pay right, it. I, you pay, I pay it. I pay it. I pay it. Because I might it's fight it a little, but I'll end up paying it. Yeah. And for most people, it's it's more cost effective to just pay the fine, because to fight it. That's where I'm coming from. There you go. There you're understanding me at least. It's more cost effective emotionally and financially. In the short term. And physically. In the short term, right? Mm-hmm. In, in, but in the, the long term, here we have we we're our best. I see what you're saying. Yeah. What you're saying is. You let that go. You live. You live like that, and here we live like this now. Right, and I and I say I in the in saying. the short term and on the individual level, right? It's easier for you, Cosmo, and for most people to pay the hundred dollar fine rather than you know take the time off of work or for whatever it is you're doing to go down to the courtroom to sit there like an asshole. Uh, and to wait for them to, you know, to, to have your trial, to fight it, you know, to go and plea and then to come back and then go through the continuance. Cause this is all what I do, right? Like I, I draw these out, uh, mm-hmm. no, 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 no matter the well. financial I'm, cost. We're proud of you. Yeah. You know, right. You're an inspiration. But, Im- but imagine, and right. You beat them. You beat them. You, you wear them down and beat them. Sometimes. Yeah. I, I, I think I, I got a, I've got a pretty decent win com- percentage compared to most people. I think at this point, um, because of that. Because most, they, they go like, well, are we really going to deal with rich, right, when we have all these people lined up you know, with their checkbook in hand, right? I think that's that's how I'm hoping mm-hmm. that they think about it, because at least it gets me up. But what I'm saying is, we, one of the things we talked about before you came on the air, Cosmo, um, was, was solidarity amongst people. And, and for, for our my particular story, it was solidarity amongst workers and employees, right? And how on an individual level... Uh, there is no solidarity because everyone is looking out for themselves uh, and doing what's in the best interest for themselves. And it's kind of like a prisoner's dilemma, right? Everyone does what's in their own best interest, but the collective best interest gives them far greater benefit, right? So when, when, when you and me, Cosmo, when we get our ticket uh, and I fight it all the way to the end and, and you pay right out of pocket, if most people pay right out of pocket, Right. They're doing what's most economically efficient for them in the short term. However, if we all got together, right, and rise up, right, and collectively say, no, we are not going to pay your fines. We're not going to pay your tickets. We're not going to pay your taxes. We're not going to let you lord over us anymore. Right. Then everyone is far better off than they would be by just paying that hundred dollars right away in the short term. Right, the long-term benefit, and if you're a family man, for those listening that you know that that have children or, or want to, right, setting up that future for them, right, is also a value, right. It, it allows you to be freer in the short term or whatever's left of your life, but it gives them a better foundation rather than living under what becomes more totalitarian uh, every single year or every single day, 
right? It, it allows them to, to be more prosperous in the future in the long run um, by giving them a better foundation to start from rather than, rather than them having to, you know, fight out of the chains of slavery, uh, you know, that, that they will eventually be born into, uh, you at least set them up uh, to possibly be born free and yourself, right? Uh, it, it's definitely easier, you know, for, for the slaves to say, yes, Mazda, yes, Mazda, and, you know, go outside and pick the cotton and have his shelter and have his food um, because living a free life is, is hard and dangerous, uh, but at least you are free. Uh, and, and most people choose the, the comfort, the comfort and confines of chains, uh, than to, to, to rip those off collectively and say, no, 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 uh, we outnumber you. You're no longer going to whip us. You're no longer going to tax us. You're no longer going to tell us what to do, uh, because we're all out of here. Thoughts, either of you? Uh, I have two thoughts. What one is, uh, I, I, I hate to think of an analogy because analogies are fraught uh, because they, they, they aren't the actual situation. But even an anarchistic utopia has some rules. So I guess my point is there's some agreement on some rules and there are people, and I'm one of them, and maybe all of us are one of them at certain points in time who... who uh, break the rules or would want to break the rules. And, and that's not a, that's, mm, there should, there might, could, should be a price to pay for that. Well, in my anarchist utopia, words, there's only a handful we're of We're free to an extent, but not free to just do whatever the hell we want, you know, under, right. under our wildest imagination. No. Well, yes. To an extent, right. You are free to do whatever the hell you want, uh, on your own property, Cosmo. Um, that's, that's the, that's, that's like the, the fundamental foundational rule, uh, of what I would call the anarchist utopia. Um, and that is, uh, fundamental property rights, however you define that. Um, and, and, and whatever rules are, uh, instituted by those property owners. Right. So, but I shouldn't even have, how, how, how do you even, how do you even get to say that's your property in the animal kingdom? Do they really get to say that's my, sometimes they fight for it. They fight for their, sometimes they fight for it. For example, for me, have you ever seen a dog piss on a tree? I'm going to, I'm going to, a dog, what? Have you ever seen a dog piss on a tree? Yeah. Yeah. Marking their territory. Yeah. It's, it's fundamental, my, not uh, even a human. And then they fight periodically if they're wild dogs or even if they're tame dogs. But my, here, let me bring up an example against my, myself. I, I have more, more than one property and, and people rent from me. So I technically own their house to some extent, to a big extent, that's baloney. How the hell can one person own somebody else's home? That, that, that. Doesn't that? I mean, it, it sounds bizarre. It's a bizarro concept to me. Okay, I mean, if it's a bizarro concept to you, I'm not going to argue yeah. it away what? from you. But um, if if you if you tune well, what into do you our, think about it, do you think you think you should be able to own somebody else's home? Yeah, well, that, you know, not somebody uh, they, else's, they but that's your home, home, and then they have your home, huh? Well, they I, have their home and they have your home. Yeah, and I've been a renter. <laughs> I, I've been a renter most it of my life. Silly. It, it, it does. Silly. It, I, well, if it sounds silly to you, then you can join the 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 anarcho communists who don't believe in that either. 
Um, but I will say this, uh, if you, you, you missed our last show, um, because we covered this pretty much this very thing in one of the art articles on the last show. Um, and if you want to read the article, the, the title is on our, our page. It's called Blockchain Solves the Problem from Antiquity. And that is, how do you delineate uh, property rights? And I've made the argument in the past uh, that there's there's two ways uh, to, to, to uh, claim property rights, Cosmo. So for, for your homes, uh, one of two things. Uh, everyone has to agree that that property is yours and, and leave it to you. And number two, uh, you or you have to be able to defend it against encroachment, right? And one of the arguments uh, and again, or 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 and or or just or or, right? Everyone has or. to say everyone has to recognize that yeah. right. Everyone has to one rec- or the other, one or the other, right? And the article that I, I brought up uh, last week, it was it was not an or situation. It was um, uh, a series of steps. Right. So for me, the, the way I present it, Cosmo, is like you say, uh, this house is mine. Right. And then for that house to really be yours. Right. You either have to get everyone around you to say, like, nope, that house is Cosmos. Uh, or you have to be able to uh, defend that house uh, against any encroachment. So it, it, the, the situation that you're in uh, as being a landlord Right, you would have to be able to evict uh, anyone who tries to homestead or squat your house, or you have to get them to agree that no, 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 this is Cosmo's house and we're just renting it, so we must pay him the you know the the monthly fee to live in it, which is fine. Um, the article that I brought up said that goes in in uh, in succession, succession, right? You say this is this house is mine, and then you defend it against all encroachments, right? And once successfully defended. Uh, what the article suggested is that uh, you have a, a, a keeper of records of sorts, uh, in this case, the blockchain, uh, which you're familiar with, um, to, to, to delineate that house as being yours. And then, you know, once delineated as being yours, uh, then, you, you know, if, if someone tries to encroach it, then uh, there would be other channels, so, you know, private security forces that MC he'd be willing to pay or arbitration courts, you know, that you could say like, no, 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 here, I've, I've got the documentation right here that this is mine. It's recognized as mine uh, by this system. Um, and then, you know, and then that's how it becomes yours uh, in perpetuity until you abandon it or or fail to defend against it. So in, in your case, Cosmo, yeah, uh, you know, with, with, with additional properties, uh, it becomes harder uh, to keep and maintain that, uh, unless you're able to convince people, uh, otherwise. Right. And there are some, um, anarchist thinkers that believe that the, the high cost of defense will prevent, uh, people from owning too many properties, right? It'll, it'll open up a lot of that, uh, extreme landlordism, uh, you know, to, to external forces such as people just going, no, 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 you can't defend it. You, you, you're clearly not using it. Um, you know, I'm here now. Um, if you're not doing anything to defend it, I'm, I'm taking it and I'm homesteading it and it's mine. Right. So it be, it becomes cost prohibitive for you, uh, to continue the, the, the defense of it, um, because the rent that you're getting is, is less than the cost of defense. So that, that's one argument, uh, I guess in favor of yours, uh, Cosmo. Mm. The, the defense is violence, though, right? Defense is 
get out or I'll move you out. Uh, everything yeah, is violence. No, I'm asking. Yeah. I've said it before. Pardon? I don't know how much, I, I've said it before. I don't know how much MCA agrees with me. Uh, I said the solution to every problem is eventually violence. And we ought not to uh, get away from, uh, we ought not to think any differently. Right? If, if, uh, if a failure to come to a peaceful agreement always ends in violence in some form or fashion. Uh, and my, 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 my thought, my thought is that brings rise to uh, dictatorships. Well, dictatorships is one guy. Just, right? Viscerally, just viscerally. Yeah, you know, you know the it strongest, could be. The, the the strongest guy, and then he he has he develops a little uh, a little following, and they're just stronger than everybody individually. They just uh, rise up, and there and, you go. And that is part of what you said. How it turns into today. Right. Is one guy with a small following, mm-hmm. you know, overtakes everyone individually. Right. It's it's always mm-hmm. a multitude of people with, against with ma- one with malintent, with power in his eye. Yeah. yeah. Like if, if a gang comes into your neighborhood and starts ransacking houses one by one, they're going to overrun the neighborhood. Right. But the, the collective yeah. of peaceful individuals yeah. need to rise up and, and squash that. Right. And it, it's what I said before, uh, the short term cost. Right of just saying no, no, no. I'll I'll pay I'll pay the mafia money, right? I'll pay the protection money, is smaller for most people on an individual level in a short term, than collectively getting together and saying no, no, no. We're not going to do this at all. So that that's how gangs take over. Yeah, that's how well, mafias I, take over. That's I, how I, governments take over. I'm 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 rather weak, and I think people are rather weak. And and I remember I I don't know which dictator mentioned that. I, I wish I could. It would lend more power to to the quote. But he said, basically, paraphrasing it, that if people realized how strong they were or how powerless we really are, uh, I, I couldn't pull this off. It's also a quote from the movie Ants or something similar to that against the grasshoppers, uh-huh. right? If they realized how many they are against well, how little of us they are. We would have yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. In other words, the the, kind, the the dictator he was amazed at the, uh, uh, he was amazed at how weak and and how how uh, how uh, willing to follow the masses were, and are. Yeah, and it that's the most dangerous superstition right there, as Larkin Rose said. Yeah. The, the, the belief well, in that I master system. That? Why, don't, why don't I go on that? And I'll, I'll, mull, thing, I'll mull things around and, and uh, hopefully talk with you gentlemen in the future. Sounds good. And I want to give a personal shout out to uh, Rich and MC for uh, 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 some personal guidance in my financial meddlings. Thanks, gentlemen. Thank you, Cosmo. Bye-bye, MC. Bye-bye, Rich. All right. Thanks. All right. Did you have a final comment, MC? Or oh, no? no. Oh, I'm still here on that? No. Okay. I'm out. Bye-bye. Thank you for the opportunity, gentlemen. Bye-bye. Anything to add in general, MC? Oh, not really. All right. Let's wrap it up then. Sorry we didn't get to the, the teenager blast. Fuck the police during Slain Cops Funeral. Uh, it's kind of funny, but the headline's the funniest part. So there you go. 
Uh, you guys know where to find us, anarchistexperience.com, uh, facebook.com slash anarchistexperience. Uh, if you want to read the article that I was telling Cosmo about, you can do so on that page or in the groups and comment on it, uh, facebook.com slash groups slash anarchistexperience. And if you want to contribute financially, uh, do it through Patreon, patreon.com slash theanarchistexperience. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you all next week. Peace.